This is the Retire Happy Podcast with John Amarino, teaching you each episode about holistic retirement planning. Hello and welcome once again to the Retire Happy Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside John Amarino, financial advisor, a fiduciary at Securus Financial, serving you throughout the San Diego area. Find us online and listen to past episodes of the show and find all the necessary subscribe links to follow us on your favorite apps by going to GoSecurus.com. Dot com. Hey, John, thanks for being with us this week. How you been, sir? Good, good, Walter. It's just another beautiful day here in uh, sunny San Diego. How are you? And you're inside recording a podcast. How about that? I am, <laughs> but I, I have a beautiful view of the window. Well, there you go. And uh, it's still early as we're recording, so you can get out and uh, maybe enjoy some of the beautiful weather here in a little bit. Are you a yes. uh, are you an eat outside, like, a, you know, take your lunch outside kind of person, or you just kind of no. nail nail down the job all day long and then enjoy it when you go out at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more of a at the office I I scarf my food down yeah. and get back to business and then uh, at night I'll fire up the barbecue or uh the wife and kids and I'll just eat out uh in our backyard. There you go. That I that I do love or I love a good cup of coffee in the morning. Ooh, there. The yeah, that's nice. I'm a screened in porch guy. So, I love our screened in porch and <laughs> my wife and I will fall asleep out there most nights. So most people fall asleep on their couches, I think, you know, right watching a show. We'll fall asleep on the screened in porch as the frogs are just going crazy in the background. <laughs> That's awesome. You wake up, you're like, where am I? I feel like I'm on another planet as these frogs are just enveloping us. We we live kind of out in the uh, pretty wooded area. So uh, nature likes to come by and visit all the time. Pretty pretty fun (laughs) times. So enjoying the very nice weather. That is good to hear. Well, we've got a great show on the way for today's program. A couple of different things we're going to hit on. We're going to talk about some cool financial proverbs. We're going to make this a two-part series. We're going to talk about some of the lessons that we can learn from some of the wisest proverbs that we've probably all encountered at some point in time. Well, what are the financial lessons that we can draw from this great wisdom? We'll talk about that. Plus, we've got a really good question from Jim a little bit later on in the show when we open up the mailbag. Jim's, just to tease you a little bit here, wondering about Social Security and the fact that he's reached full retirement age But one caveat, he's still working and plans to work for a while. So what should he do about Social Security? We'll dive into that question and more straight ahead. But first, as we often do here on the program, John, it's time to see what's happening in the news. Extra, extra, read all about it. So this recent news headline comes to us from, uh, you know, some news revolving around Goldman Sachs. And the economists at Goldman Sachs, John, are now saying that the risk of a recession in the next year are less than 10%. That sounds relatively comforting. My question for you is, do these sorts of predictions really mean anything? Because I feel like next week we're going to hear one that's saying the market's going to crash within the next year. Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to, you can go on to any nighttime cable news channel and you hear, you know, the panic and the pandemonium, the dollar is going to crash, buy gold, buy silver. I like to hear Goldman Sachs saying that there's less than a 10% chance of a, of a recession. You know, I think you, you need to pay pay attention to at least what, if they have good, solid information on the fundamentals of the economy, I think you, you should at least take it into consideration. But I've kind of evolved over the years. I, I used to really, you know, oh, hey, this is going to be really good on predictions. And, and I'm not that big of a guy into the predictions as much as I used to be. Like I said, I, I like their optimism. But I like where their economy's at. I, I think it's a little bit contrarian, actually, 
to some of the prominent hedge fund guys out there that are, are concerned about the cyclical debt cycles that may hit in 2020. So I, I think having the different points of view is great and listening to what some very smart minds out there have to say. But I think it's more important that you take the predictions with a grain of salt, right? Just like every year, right, Vegas comes out with their predictions to win the Super Bowl. Just because they say, you know, that a certain team has got the best odds of winning doesn't always necessarily mean that that team's going to win the Super Bowl. So I think in short that, you know, the predictions are nice. They're nice headlines. I think there's always some information you can take out of them, but I think you really need to be prepared for good or for bad times. Let's just take a look at the last two years. 2017 was great. We hardly had any volatility. I think people really got complacent with that. I saw a lot of people that want to get more aggressive. And um, and I tell them, listen, you know, look how long we've been in this bull run, right? Since 2009. And, you know, do we have a better chance of the market going even more crazier and getting even higher? Or do we have a greater chance of a pullback? You know, then there was 2018. And, you know, geez, the market went down 18% from July through December. And I think a little bit more panic set in. And then you had pundits saying, well, you know, this is just, this is the start. Is this the start of, you know, our next 2008? And now look at, you know, 2019. We've been doing pretty well here. Um, of course, now we're getting into a little ups and downs. But I think from a, a planning standpoint, from a retiree standpoint, you have to set yourself up to be able to have an all-weather portfolio, as we say, right? Whether the financial storm is upon you or the sunshine and rainbows is upon you, you need to have your money set up to give you peace of mind, period. And that starts with a solid foundation and really protecting a portion of your principal, that's going to give you that peace of mind. You know, being out here in San Diego, I always use the seawall analogy, right? When the waves start crashing in, how much of your wealth do we want to protect behind that seawall? And then it's really important to give the rest of your money jobs, right? And if you are pulling money from your accounts, I believe you need to have that money allocated just for distributions in a separate IRA or 401k, wherever you're pulling that money from. And that money needs to be more conservatively invested. Then you can have another bucket of money. That's your long-term money that you're not going to touch for 11 plus years that can weather the storm like this. And so that's my, my two cents on predictions and the planning. I just think, you know, you're always going to have pundits, you know, and some of them are paid to say certain things. And you're going to have economists and no one is ever in line, it seems. So I say prepare for both. Mm, I like that. <laughs> I like that mentality. But it doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong. We're going to be prepared no matter the outcome. That's the way to win. And very well said, John. So that does make a lot of sense. Every once in a while, we'll take a look at these headlines that come across and get John's guidance and opinion on them so we can make sure we're viewing that financial news, which can be emotional and uh, pulling us in different directions. Make sure that it's easier to understand and that we're viewing things through the proper lens. And that's another good example of it there. So watch out for anytime somebody's making predictions about the financial world. Well, I want to cover some of these, you know, wise 
pieces of wisdom, these popular proverbs that weren't necessarily said to begin with, John, to teach us about money and finances, but these proverbs and axioms, I think we can still pull a financial lesson from them anyway. So I'll ask you to think outside the box this week. I'll show you the saying. You tell me kind of the hidden money meaning behind these popular sayings. You all set? Yes, sir. All right. First one on the list, which when I was younger, I always thought this was kind of a weird saying. I don't think I really grasped it as a kid. Whenever I would hear this, I'd be like, huh, what? And uh, and then I, now I kind of relate it to the, uh, an Aesop fable, so a little bit different way that I think I learned this lesson. The saying I always thought was just a bizarre one, but in any event, I get what it means now. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. You know, keep your eyes and be happy and content with what you have now versus trying to go out and get more and and double up. That seems to be the lesson. And I could see some financial applications here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, this can go right back to the headline and what we call the money cycle. There's two phases of your life. And I always share in my classes or with my clients that I I call it Mount Everest, right? If you talk to any experienced hiker, they're going to tell you that the climb up the mountain is extremely difficult. It takes discipline, hard work. And we call that your accumulation phase of your life. But if you also ask any of those mountaineers, while it is hard to get up to the summit, the actual most dangerous part is the decline down the mountain. And that's where a lot of actually hikers or mountaineers on Mount Everest die. And the same could be said with your financial life. All the risk is on the back end, the decumulation part, right? In accumulation, you had a job. Your livelihood did did not depend on your assets. And now in decumulation, it does. So, you know, your money cycle, people often, you have three cycles or three parts to the money cycle, your accumulation, preservation, and distribution. And oftentimes, a lot of people are setting themselves up and skipping out on that preservation. And, you know, they have to realize that you have to be focused on not losing all of your wealth or a significant portion of your wealth. Because if you are drawing your money from those assets, your livelihood is going to significantly decrease and your peace of mind will significantly decrease. So I always tell people, you know, while 20% gains are great in the market, you know, 20 or 30% losses will have a significantly more substantial impact and not in a good way on your life. So yeah, that's a good analogy or good saying to use that the bird in the hand is worth two in the bush and what you've acquired, you know, you do need to to preserve and then grow, you know, the rest of it. I always kind of liked this concept as an idea from, I think it was the Aesop fable with the dog crossing the bridge and he looks down into the water and sees another dog with a bigger stick or with a stick. And he says, Oh, I want that one. So he drops his stick to pick up the, you know, to take the other dog's stick and oops, it was him in the reflection the whole time. And he loses the stick and ends up with nothing. And I always kind of, you know, that one's a little bit different in that you're kind of, I guess, lunging after someone else's possessions in that way. But same kind of concept here of just not being content with where you are and then trying to take too much risk to get something that's maybe not even, you know, worth that much more than what you currently have. So good one to pull some lessons from, that's for sure. How about this one? A rising tide lifts all boats. Oh, that's a a really famous one here in the investing world. And, you know, essentially that's talking about if the market's going up and you're invested in the market, you're going to go up and make money. But people need to also realize that it means that if the market's going to go down, you're going to lose money 
and you're going to be exposed. And this is very true. Kind of going back to the predictions again, no one has a crystal ball, right? Certainly there were some very big Wall Street firms that are no longer with us after the financial crisis. And I always tell people, it's the laws of gravity. What goes up must eventually come down. And I I always make it quite clear to, to people who come to my office is that if you're in the market, you'll make money, but you're also going to lose money. So don't try to keep up with your friends or work colleagues that invest in vehicles that will stress you out to the point that you're gonna be miserable if you are losing money something we call freak out risk. And people always joke and oh, you know, laugh. Oh, freak out risk. Yeah. No, it's it's real. Dalbar, you know, the a think tank in Massachusetts has done numerous studies over the last three decades that show that people freak out. And while they enjoy that rising tide that's lifting the boats, when it pulls back and you lose money, that's where irrational behavior comes. And you know, people just have to to really invest in what they don't want to lose, right? If you're not willing to lose a significant portion of your wealth, then you should not have an aggressive, you know, all stock portfolio because that's what's going to really affect you, especially in retirement. Well, it's another great saying that we can certainly learn a lot from. So remember, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Pull some financial lessons from that and also a rising tide lifts all boats. We'll do a couple of other proverbs on next week's show. We'll call it part two, and we'll throw a couple more your direction. Coming up next on the podcast, it's time to get to know John just a little bit better. It's getting to know you time. All right, so a fun question to get to know you a little better this week, John. It comes down to a song, if you will, Uh, but let's inspire it a little bit here. You remember the movie Groundhog Day? I do. Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yep. Waking up over and over, and it's Groundhog Day every single time, and every morning he has to wake up to I Got You Babe on the radio every single time. So it got us thinking, if you had to wake up to the same song every morning, what song would you pick? Um... It's not a fired up song. It's not a song that's going to get me fired up, but I, I think it's a, a good tone setter for the day. And being a huge country fan and this man being the legend in my eyes, it's, it's going to be a Garth Brooks song. And it's going to be the dance. Okay. I think that's just the way, you know, it's a great song to tell people how they need to, to live their life and, you know, start your day and, and end your day with meaning and making an impact. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, I think the dance would be probably a pretty good fit. I don't think the very, f- I mean, sure, maybe eventually as you're waking up, you might want to, you know, have a nice pump up song. But the very first song you hear, it would probably get old if it was always, you know, a high energy song. I feel like that would get annoying after time. Yeah, and no Garth Brooks song ever gets annoying to me. There you go. There you go. That's true. Very true. All right. I like that a lot. So uh, dance, Garth Brooks. Uh, the, uh, the dance, right? The dance. The dance from Garth Brooks. That would be the one on the playlist every time if it had to be that way. Luckily, though, we're not all stuck on Groundhog Day. That wouldn't be any fun. Coming up next, it's time to answer one of your questions as we open up the mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. This question comes to us from Jim, and Jim says, I'm 67, so I've reached full retirement age for Social Security, but I don't have any plans to retire anytime soon. 
should I go ahead and start my social security now or just wait until I'm done working? Well, I'm going to preface this with saying that you can't have a definitive answer just off of that much information. Everything has to be looked at. But let me give you my general opinion on this. And and I'm going to key in on a couple of things. First of all, Jim's 67, so he just passed full retirement age. He's still working and has no plans to retire anytime soon. If he doesn't need the money, then I say delay. And I'm a big fan of delaying the money if it's possible and if it's right for your situation. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. The reason why is social security is expensive money because it is an income stream. And we always look at you know, how much money would you need if you follow the 4% rule and your social security was paying you $40,000 a year, that, that would be the equivalent of a, a $40,000 a year distribution or 4% of a million dollars. So if you can increase that, which every year you delay past full retirement age, you get an 8% annualized increase to your income, no matter what the market does, right? No matter what those predictions are, good or bad, and what actually happens in the market, you still get an 8% raise. So let's say at full retirement age, 66, you know, currently right now, you're getting $2,000 a month and you delay till age 70, your social security is going to be, you know, in the ballpark of about 26 hundred plus dollars a month. That's 32% higher for life. The COLAs or cost of living adjustments currently, they may or may not be around in the future, will also be adjusted for that. And the other area that's often overlooked is once a spouse dies, the surviving spouse takes a pay cut because one of the social security benefits is going to be gone. So, you know, that's another thing people don't often plan for. And that's even more especially crucial if you're the breadwinner. You want to give your spouse the highest income stream when you're no longer around. And I'm sure everyone wants to leave their spouse with the, the higher grader of peace of mind. So just based on that information, I tell Jim, hey, as long as you're happy and you want to keep on working until 70, now at age 70, collect because there is no more benefit. But delay as long as you can and uh, increase that predictable income stream. A really good question to ask on this week's show, Jim. So there you go. If you're 67 and going strong, don't see any time, uh, any chances of slowing down in the future, then you've got some answers and some guidance there. But as always, with any of the questions that we feature on our show or the topics that we talk about, we do encourage you to make sure that you get the full picture taken care of. Don't just take, you know, one little microcosm of your situation and go, okay, I'll do that. And then, you know, pull a bunch of triggers just from a simple question answer here on a podcast. Instead, let this information intrigue you get you thinking a little bit more about what to do with your finances making sure you're staying on track and if you do need to make some changes or want to explore that further it's always good to come in have a conversation go a little bit more in depth and make sure you're looking at your full financial situation before you make any of those decisions to move forward if you want to talk to john amarino about your situation you can certainly get in touch a couple of different ways gosecurus.com is a way to get in touch on the website that's gosecurus.com and we'll put a link in today's episode description so that you can find that website easily and you can also give a call to john as well 858-935-6210 that's 858-935-6210 john thanks as always for the help on today's podcast Enjoy diving into these topics with you. We'll do some more financial proverbs on next week's show and dive into a lot of other great topics as well. Can't wait. Take care, Walter. You do as well. That's John Amarino. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on the Retire Happy Podcast.
Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Securus Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by John Amarino and guests on this radio show are their own and are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine and future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.